Dear Jehovah, you are highly lifted up. There is no one like you. In heaven and in earth, you reign and you reign in the best way possible. You reveal your love upon us. You set your seal upon us. You forgive us our sins. You provide for us with food, with clothing, with necessities. And even when we lack and we call upon you, Lord, you are always there to answer. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you for a new day. We ask for strength. We ask for favor, we ask for blessing, we ask for understanding, we ask for every good and perfect gift that comes from you. Lord, may the portion of your blessings for our life today not elude us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, guys, and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. This is still training for impact. We encourage you to join us and follow us on our social handles to engage us with your questions, to share your suggestions with us, your prayer requests, to listen, to share these messages with other people too, that as you are blessed, you would also bless somebody else's life. We also encourage you to study more of these materials. We have more materials that we'll share with you on our TFI community. We ask you to read the Bible text yourself, read the stories, read the passages, listen to the previous podcast if you have not, so as to get a better understanding. We are looking once again at the book of Daniel chapter 7, and we want to explain the vision that Daniel saw, that God gave to him. Remember that we started with the fact that Daniel saw four beasts, right, that rose out from the great sea, each one different from the other. He saw a lion-like figure, a bear-like figure, he saw a leopard-like figure, then he saw a great dragon, and then a little horn that destroyed three of those Um, of the ten horns that were on the head of the dragon and established itself and finally we saw the kingdom of God coming to destroy all of these kingdoms and Daniel didn't understand this vision especially the vision of the little horn and he prayed to God we we studied uh, some days ago that Daniel dared to pray when he was in doubt and confusion and because of Daniel's prayer to God God sends a heavenly being, an angel, the, uh, an angelos, uh, to explain the vision for Daniel. When you read Daniel chapter 7, verse 16 to verse 27. And so we see an angel of the Lord, this interpreter, came and he gave a, an, some persons who call it a blanket interpretation to the four beasts. And according to this angel, the four beasts, the four great beasts, are four kingdoms which will arise from the earth. You you find that in Daniel chapter 7, verse 17. And then he, the interpretation shifts and focus on the kingdoms which the on the kingdom, not kingdoms now, on the kingdom which the saints of the Most High will receive and possess forever and ever. Amen. And we looked a bit on that yesterday and it's found in Daniel chapter 7 verse 18 we talked about it yesterday about the second coming of Jesus Christ and the kingdom which God is preparing for us no wonder Jesus says in the book of John that let not your heart 
be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. In my father's house, a many mansion, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am you may be. If it were not so, I would have told you. So Jesus says to you, do not allow your heart to be troubled. He, there's a kingdom that God is preparing for you and you can begin to experience, to have a foretaste of it right now if you invite Jesus into your life. Now, bearing in mind that Daniel chapter 2 verse 20, that in Daniel chapter 2 verse 28, Babylon was identified as the first, you know, kingdom in the series of kingdoms uh, that we mentioned in Daniel chapter 2. And this vision that was given to Daniel during the reign of Belshazzar, the last king of Babylon, it is proper to reckon, you know, it is logical to reckon with that Babylon is the first lion-like beast knowing nothing certain similarities between these two visions that is in daniel chapter 2 and daniel chapter 7. daniel chapter 2 shows four um um four metals that's the head of gold the chest and arm of silver the belly and tie of bronze the leg of iron you know those four and then the fifth one if you will add is iron mixed with with clay okay that's the feet mixed with iron iron mixed with clay and we also see that same um imagery in daniel chapter 7 but this time with animals there we see the lion like beast we see the uh, bear we see the leopard we see the great dragon and then we see the dragon with uh, a little horn coming out of his ten horns and so we see the same sequence and if we marry the two texts together we see that just like in daniel chapter 2 where one kingdom overthrows the other one and the other one succeeds the other one till the stone kingdom which is the kingdom of god comes and reigns forever so also these four beasts are symbolizing a succession of world powers until god establishes its own kingdom and passes it down to his people the holy ones who would possess it forever now let's do a little comparison and i hope i don't lose you here now may the lord give you understanding in the name of jesus christ um excuse me so a little comparison in daniel chapter 2 we see the head of gold right as the first kingdom and in daniel chapter 7 is symbolized as a lion-like beast with wings and we already know from daniel chapter 2 that this first kingdom is a kingdom of babylon is a kingdom of babylon right as we saw nebuchadnezzar as one of its principal kings who was told that his kingdom will not last forever but he didn't believe and he tried to set up his own image that everybody will bow to you know the story we've looked at it and indeed in this year where daniel was receiving the vision of daniel chapter 7 that's the same year that you know the same period that Belshazzar lost his kingdom to an inferior kingdom just like the bible has prophesied and the Medes and the patients took over and we discovered when we were looking at daniel chapter 5 that that vision that daniel saw in daniel 2 of the chest and arm of silver in that great statue which now is Signify, symbolize. I would like you to open your Bible and be looking between Daniel 2 and Daniel 7, which is symbolized in Daniel chapter 7 as a bear like beast, represents the Medes and the Persian, the Medo Persian Empire, which overthrew 
Babylon. So we see that the head of gold, which is a lion-like beast in Daniel chapter 7, represents Babylon, and the bear-like beast in Daniel chapter 7, which in Daniel chapter 2 is a chest and arm of silver, represents the Medes and the patients who overthrew Babylon. And then we now see the belly and thighs of bronze in Daniel chapter 2, but in Daniel chapter 7, we see it represented as the leopard-like beast. And yet we don't know what that kingdom is yet, at least not in Daniel chapter 7. And we also see the legs of iron in Daniel chapter 2, and it's represented as either the dragon-like or the terrible beast in Daniel chapter 7. And we still don't know what that kingdom is. And then we see in Daniel chapter 2 the feet and toes of iron mixed with clay. And in Daniel chapter 7, that is represented as a ten horn, ten horns on the head of this terrible beast and then a little horn that comes and uproots three. We still don't know what that kingdom is just yet, but we'll discover it as we continue. And then finally in Daniel chapter 2, we see the stone kingdom that was cut out you know, with our hands and destroyed the, the great image. And then in Daniel chapter 7, this stone kingdom is represented as the kingdom of the saints, which is the kingdom of God, that God will give to his holy ones, the ones who overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and God will establish his own kingdom forever. So we see the synergy. We see that Daniel chapter 7 is like a replication of Daniel chapter 2, only that it adds more details to, to it. And Daniel desired to know more about the fourth beast its ten horns and the little horn power especially as I mentioned and after the panoramic view and interpretation given by the heavenly interpreter Daniel requested to know more about the fourth beast which was different from the other beasts he also requested to know about the ten horns on the fourth beast's head with a special attention on the little horn that spoke boastfully it waged war against the saints of the most high it even defeated them until the ancient of days came and intervened with the divine judgment in the favor of the saints and against the beast and the little horn and daniel receives an explanation about the fourth beast in daniel chapter 7 from verse 23 to verse 24 uh, when the Bible clearly explained that number one, the fourth beast will be the fourth kingdom counting down from Babylon now. So we can also look to history. What kingdom overtook Babylon? We know that already to be the Medes and the Persians. So that's the second one. What kingdom became what empire after overtaking the Medes and the Persians? And that, that would have to be the third one. And what kingdom came? To into world dominance after this third kingdom and then we can discover the fourth kingdom but we'll get there so let's not get ahead of ourselves so first we see that the fourth beast will be the fourth kingdom counting from babylon and that it will arise on the earth different from the other kingdoms as we see in daniel chapter 7 verse 23 and that the ten horns represent ten kings when we read daniel 7 verse 24 now, note this, it says that the ten horns will represent ten kings, not ten kingdoms. It is still the same kingdom that the, the fourth beast is the kingdom. Remember, beast means kingdom, as we have studied. And these horns, horns means kings, not kingdoms. Now, so beast is kingdom, but horns means king. 
and indeed it's clearly spelled out by the angel in Daniel 7 verse 24 that these 10 horns represent 10 kings that will emerge from the fourth kingdom and that this little horn represents another king no it's not a kingdom but another king um, this is, is an in is more individualistic and personal and it says it will arise after the 10 kings and it will subdue three kings in order to establish itself hmm, such a scary um, figure especially the blasphemous things he said against god and the war it waged against the people of the most high now praise god we know the end of that story god wins hallelujah and so you see the explanation of about the little horn in daniel chapter 7 from verse 24 to verse 26 where uh, the angel also told daniel that the little horn represents another king remember we said not a kingdom but another king that arises after the ten kings it subdues three kings i'm repeating this so you get you, you understand it you you hold it in your head as we move further because this is significant now and that this king will when we read daniel chapter 7 verse 25 number one it will speak pompous words against the most high god it would oppress the saints of god it will attempt to change set times and laws and it would also overpower the saints of god it would overpower them and persecute them for a time times and half a times and that signifies three and a half years a time a year and times two years and half it that so a time one times two years that's three years and half a time three years when you use simplified versions of the bible you also get that so three and a half years and when we do the mathematics we understand that three and a half years means 42 months or a thousand two hundred and sixty days a thousand two hundred and sixty days and according to bible prophecy which we studied i encourage you to go back to listen to the earlier podcast if you have not especially the one on symbols so that you can get a better understanding as we move forward because we're looking at the apocalyptic section of the book of daniel so a thousand two hundred and sixty days according to bible prophecy is a thousand two hundred and sixty years for a day it's for a year prophecy and we see that even though the little horn does all of this is the judgment comes upon it in daniel chapter 7 verse 26 to 27 uh, that judgment comes god comes and he takes away the power and dominion of this little one forever and that the saints of the most high possesses this kingdom and we'll read also verse 27 and we see that the judgment scene that is depicted here in daniel chapter 7 verse 27 it fits the series of activities that characterize the second coming of Jesus Christ. Especially when we look at Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, down to Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. Thus, we see that this scenario implies that the terror of this little horn power on the saints of the Most High will not will be interrupted and brought to an end only by the second coming of Jesus Christ that this little home power would be reigning and would be in seeming world dominance until the second coming of jesus christ and praise god for the second coming of jesus christ otherwise we have no hope and so we read in daniel chapter 7 verse 28 that although daniel received the interpretation for these four beasts the four the fourth one especially the ten horns and the little horn and the judgment daniel was still perplexed he was still confused and he was still troubled and he kept all of those things to himself 
However, the perplexity of Daniel over these activities and the speech of the little horn necessitated another vision to clarify this one. And three years later, we'll see that in Daniel chapter 8, which we are going to very soon, that in Daniel chapter 8, God explains the activity of this little horn power even more, and especially about the 1260 years prophecy. And we're going to be understanding what that means and the implications it has for us. But notice that all that we have been doing thus far, especially today and in the other podcasts, we have been allowing the Word of God explain itself. You notice that I have not used much, very little of external quotes, historical books, even though I could use them. There are so many that proves the fact, the authenticity of the Word. But we've been using the word of God to explain itself. One of the Jesus, one of Jesus' strong, strongest teachings was that we should live by God's written word. In fact, when he was tempted, he would always say, It is written, it is written. I want to ask you, have you taken the Bible as your guide? And is it your desire to always keep your mind open to its truth? Why not bow your heads and ask God for grace? Say, even though you do not fully understand this particular passage of scripture, you ask God for grace. The Lord, I will wrestle with you until I gain understanding. So fill me with understanding, O God. I now ask God to help you trust his word, to do just what he says he will do. And that like Daniel, even when you are thrown into confusion, even when it seems like that particular passage of scripture is difficult to understand or even apply, you can ask God who give it grace. Father in heaven, we pray for understanding. Thank you for the book of Daniel. Thank you for Daniel chapter 7. We see different kingdoms rising up, but we understand that at the end of the day, you stand up, your kingdom is established, and it stays forever. We long for that kingdom of God. We look forward to that kingdom of Prepare us to be worthy to walk in there with you, to reign there with you. Prepare our hearts, O Father. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Help us with our addictions. Forgive us our sins. Remove our guilt. Help us to trust you, to love you, to serve you, to believe you, to take your word for what it is, to do just what it says it will do, to obey you with all diligence, to dare to trust you, Father. Help us. Help us, O Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a beautiful day.